off the ball. Anthony, Anthony and Anthony. That would be the front three for Manchester United. Martial, Alanga and Anthony. I've laughed or socked off. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Brendan, where do we want to start? I think there are probably two big stories this week. There's the referee assault in Roscommon and the fallout of that and whether things will actually change. And then there's the women's team and their journey, hopefully, to World Cup in Australia and New Zealand next year. Yeah, I think the referees certainly gets more of the coverage um, this week, like you say, after the midweek incident in, uh, in Roscommon. And interesting to look at it i mean in one way you have to say what more can be said it's not a new story it's something we've seen before unfortunately uh i think in one of the papers there's a list of i think it's Derm- beside dermot crow's piece yeah. there's a list of five infamous ga refereeing controversies <coughs> from johnny price wicklow 1985 the ref in the boot case and then it goes down to martin sludden tyrone at the, the leinster senior football final between Louth and Meath, and that's one I was actually at, and it's one of, it, it, it brought it back to me very vividly when I just see the mention of it and the picture of it, referee Martin Sludden being chased off Croke Park in 2010. If you go back to then, the amount of column inches and the amount of airspace that was given to what- It was a live line topic. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that's the- It was a bigger story that Monday than the World Cup final, which was that evening between yeah. Spain and the I Netherlands. Mean, that's 12 years ago and there was a lot of hand-wringing at the time, what do we do, where does the blame lie? Is it a top-down, is it a bottom-up problem? Mm. Um, should referees go and strike? Everything was debated, and like you say, it was live line, you know, that's kind of the cultural zeitgeist. So 12 years on, we've another issue, and I'm sure if you were to look at the papers now to back then, would, would we be seeing much different in it? And it's interesting, even Shane McGrath has a piece in the Daily Mail, Dermot Crow, Colm O'Rourke, Joe Brawley yeah. in the Sindo, uh, Mick Foley in, in the Sunday Times. And where where do you go? I mean, you know, do you just throw a lot of mud at the wall and hope something sticks and it changes? Because just even just to pick out one aspect of it, um, Shane talks about, you know, a well-informed lawyer or vigilant administrator will exploit sloppiness and procedural rule, get people off or whatever. And uh, troubling as that recurrent weakness is, though, it's not at the root of the GA's refereeing crisis attitudes are and that begs the question where does culture come from where does attitude Mm. come from and if stuff is leakable at the top if we're seeing these issues in terms of players and administrators and everybody else getting off the top that's a cultural issue and it does feed its way down we see it in politics we see it in economics with recessions and everything else so i would argue that it is incumbent very much so on the gea at the top level to absolutely, they will, the GA will say that they have rules and regulations for this kind of thing. But as we've seen here, there's too much gets through and that whole culture needs to stop and that does start at the top. And then you work your way down, there's a hundred other questions you can ask. Yeah, John, I, I look, all there's about seven or eight articles in what we've read already this morning and they all talk about it's a disgrace and cowardly and tuckery and, you know, hopefully this serves to ignite change. But like, we've read this for 15, 20 years, okay, 99% of GA matches that happen this weekend, next weekend, will go off without incident, but there's still too many. There's still too many incidents and it is a cultural issue that now exists within GA and soccer. Um, not rugby, um, in, interestingly, but soccer and GA from under 10s up to junior soccer, junior football, junior hurling. There's a lack of respect um, and it comes from a load of different things. I, I, I think we need to educate kids and we need to educate mentors from day one on the importance of refereeing and the importance <coughs> of, of refs and the respect. 
and there's also an issue I think here at the top where <clears throat> there's a greyness in the rules and a greyness around GA, right? And that's mentioned in a couple of the pieces. The actual yeah. playing rules, you mean? And there's a greyness in the yeah. rules, and then there's a greyness in the application of the rules, yeah. and then there's also a greyness in the enforcement of the rules. There's a greyness in the challenges as well. The challenges in the rule book and the technicalities you're getting off, and that culture as well. Hundred percent. And again, if you have a, a a system where you know four guys get get done, you know, for a melee, and then on the Tuesday you have a technicality and a fella gets off the hook, like you're already undermining. Yeah. the officials by doing that um, and there is a fear of intimidation from referees and like you know I had a working with an under 9 GA team yesterday and there was 15 year olds refing and you're trying to educate the kids about going up and thanking the ref and all that kind of stuff but like you'd honestly take a step back and go who in their right mind mm. for 40 quid would go out and referee a junior football match or a minor match tomorrow because there is that fear of intimidation and it has to be stamped out and we're going to be talking about this in five or six years time unless they get a hold of this issue and one case is just one case too many at this point and Shane has alluded to a strike I think he calls for will this wake people up Um, but I think this is a four or five year journey we need to go on starting with education for the kids and the mentors really kind of significant disciplinary action and enforcement as well and to give the referees the authority and referees will get things wrong and it's, there's VAR and soccer and all that stuff that goes on but like until such time as we get to that we're going to be back here and there'll be some fella and there was this kind of you know ha ha kind of macho man stuff about the fella in, in Wicklow getting put in the boot and mm. there's this kind of culture of kind of you know disrespect and machoism that goes with, with disrespect for referees but to be honest with you at this stage we'll have no game if we don't have referees and they need to stamp it out Well, it's interesting you talk about rugby there because <coughs> Joe Brawley in his column yeah. in the Sunday Independent says my son Turlock uh, if I cor- pronounce that correctly was a keen rugby player he started playing uh, at Malone when he was 11 and he was shocked to find he was spending most of the season on the sideline having questioned a decision his teammates were upset with him for mousing his rugby coach has made it clear that it was totally unacceptable and if it continued they would be forced to send him home for good he quickly learned not to open his mouth not because he didn't want to but because rugby's zero tolerance culture doesn't permit it soon it was second nature for him mm. no, absolutely and, and look um, that's that's true and it's not it's not Ireland this issue this is the same in England you know um, Wales anywhere the difference between rugby and, and other sports you know and, and the, the kids see it on the telly like the kids take it all in and they'll watch a Premier League match and they see David Moyes or they see someone else mm. pontificating squaring up to referees squaring up to officials they see players arguing every single decision with a referee that's crept into to GA that culture and GA you've a, a secondary kind of un, undertone as well but in rugby they're just it just doesn't happen and yeah. I wonder is it because you know when the kids start the dads are involved and the mums and they're on the pitch um, it's a technical game but you don't see players okay the odd time a captain is allowed to go up and mm. talk to a referee but you don't see a player going up and squaring up to a referee it's, it's, in it's, rugby it, at any level it, it's interesting as well because we, you touched on it as well Mick about and it's in Shane's piece in the, in the mail where he says football and hurling regulations are in practice played through great swads of grey a liminal space where law and disorder mix and meld and on the cultural side of it when we're talking about rugby I mean rugby is the most queried yeah. game in terms of laws and regulations we see it on social media in the paper on, on the airwaves every time there's a game Every game of rugby that you watch that means anything, you will have people absolutely laying into referees off the pitch, and yet on the pitch, it's all very, you know, the old gentlemanly kind of ethos that's in there. So in a way, that kind of takes away one of the 
excuses if you want to use an excuse for GA. They say, ah, you know, there's, is that a black card? Is that a tackle? Should the tackle rule isn't defined? And, you know, that's what gets people annoyed about it. People get annoyed about every sport. Yeah. You will always have yeah. that tribal issue in it. So that takes away that kind of aspect on it. And it was interesting as well, there was um, a very good piece in, in the Irish Times yesterday with Gordon Manning and um, yeah. Larry McCarthy, the GA president, who's obviously our first overseas-based president. And, and in it, McCarthy admitted that had he his time back, he's 18 months halfway through his term, he would like to go back and maybe have more of a focus on the referees issue. Um, that that's one thing if he had his time back. So look, hopefully in the next 18 months and hopefully the next guy is coming through because in the GA it's so unusual that you've the, the, the president and the, C, the effective CEO, you have two kind of heads of organisation that are very much equal in, in terms of a lot of ways. So hopefully the next person coming in is, is looking at this and they're putting... Well, they have the to because yeah. it's going to be like, as Joe Brody said in the Sun Independent, like the Catholic priest, that there won't be enough yeah. referees to go around. But you look, oh. at, look at the piece in, in, um, the, about the Roscommon uh, stat, one of the stat, stats that Dermot Crow has. He says, five years ago, one of the referees he spoke to drew attention to a crisis in the recruitment of referees in Roscommon with half of them over the age of 50. So, like we were saying, go back to Martin Sludden, go back to Johnny Price in, uh, and, and the Wicklow incident in 85. This has been with us all our yeah. adult lives yeah. and nothing's been There's fixed. a disease though of short memories. Yeah. Uh, and and also there is, there is a cultural... The GA fans are the best in the world. I think GA supporters are amazing. You go to Coke Park, we all mingle together, we go and we have a drink or a cup of tea afterwards and, and commiserate and celebrate. But there is a culture in GA and it's not just based on referee abuse of... Um, Agro, especially in Gaelic football, especially at club level, I would opine, that is just baked in the cake. And that's got to be overturned or, or changed or in some way. And I, I, I suppose what I'm kind of trying to get at here, what are the solutions around this? How can we get solutions that are not uh, going to have us sitting around here in two years' time after another referee like has been assaulted and something serious could happen? I mean, that gentleman's brought to hospital. Yeah. You know, it's pretty grim. But there's 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 hard men and a and a machoism in 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 most field sports. Like there's a strong machoism in in rugby. The harder to hit, the bigger to hit. The you know, yeah. and people get the, it raises the crowd. In hurling, people like a hard man. Soccer, there's centre backs that would take your head off, right? And it's the same. It's a and and the greyness of the application. I I don't think is an excuse either. Like we had the incident when Ireland played New Zealand um, in the second test where. The, the, he was the player was really late on Mac Hansen. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, and kind of like, you don't see the Irish manager or yeah. somebody squaring up to the referees is coming off the pitch. There's a reason why there there are policemen at National League Alliance leagues matches, is because one of their briefs is to make sure that if the referee's in trouble, they can walk with a referee off the mm. pitch. Like that's so what's the solution? The solution is it's 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 a it's, it's going to take time. I think it's cultural. I think it's educational for menders. I think it's zero tolerance. You've got to get with Rudy Giuliani, New York, zero yeah. tolerance. Um, and this thing of, of being able to, you know, um, challenge and undermine referees post-game, <clears throat> I don't think we should be in that position at all. So no. for me, it's a, sorry, Brad, for me, it's, 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 a, it's going to take time. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a two-pronged approach, but it starts, I mean, what's the low-hanging fruit of it? The zero tolerance. Like the cultural changes absolutely has to happen. Education, all that, absolutely crucial. But I would go further, Mick. I'd say that's a generational thing. I think in 15 years' time, yeah. 20 years' time, if you start doing that properly now, you'll still be trying to get there. It's not a four or five-year fix, in my opinion. But, and, but, yeah. but, but the, the penal side of it, I think, is the low-hanging fruit. That's where you can make changes now, and that's the point that Brolly's making. 
Like, he's making all sorts of suggestions. He says at one point, um, if a player criticises a decision or remonstrates to the referee, he receives an immediate red card and a minimum eight-week ban. Now, in practice, I don't know how that's going to work, but I see his point. Like, there are things you can do where this has to be rooted out immediately. And you're go if, if something like that came in, you'd have a situation where teams would be <coughs> finishing with 12 men. Fine, is that what you put up with? It's the same with rugby, with concussion and, and high hits. Well, look, at what stage do we say, oh, this is ruining the game, yeah. like having a Southern Hemisphere, but what's the big picture? You want to make it safer for players and for referees. And if the entertainment value and the spectacle takes a hit, that has to be done. And, and the application needs to go from, you, you know, you have this always thing around, well, will I be able to apl uh, apply this in a yeah. Junior C football match yeah. or hurling match? Um, I think it has to be zero tolerance. We see, I guarantee today, 10 players will touch a referee today. Mm. There'll be a hand on the shoulder, they'll mm. be up in his face. In the, in, the, in the Premier League games today, you, you're beginning to see that in GA players touching referees, yeah. encroaching on their space. I would have a, a zero tolerance of, you talk back to a referee as a manager or a player, it's a minimum of a yellow card mm. sanction. You touch a referee, off, yeah. gone. And it, it, within within a year, you'll have all the grumbling and we'll do the typical thing of, oh, well, we've gone too far. You got it, we have mm. to do it at this stage. Going back again, okay, there are, <clears throat> you know, a lot of stuff happens and there's, there is a great culture in most clubs in the GEA where they don't, they'll actually self-sanction people who are poor on the line. And I've seen it in clubs where somebody gets a reputation for being a bit noisy on the line and the club will actually have a word of them, which mm. is the right thing to do. Yeah. But I think the Michael Foley's thing, just from my side, just to finish is, you know, sometimes there's certain things there's no words left, not because there's nothing to say, but because all the pontificating and moral condemnation has already been done at different times in different ways, ending with the same outcome. If we have the same outcome here and we're talking about this in two years' time, mm. well then, I, I, I think, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a massive step backwards. Yeah. Just uh, some <clears throat> Dermot Krogh uh, parts of his article. Uh, the ink barely dry in a recent academic paper showing that almost a quarter of GA referees had experienced physical assaults. Nocton, this is Kevin Nocton, the referee in... in, in in the incident, uh, ended up unconscious in hospital, left on the field for about 45 minutes before an ambulance arrived in Ballinasloe. Also in his column, a study by members of the University of Ulster and Coleraine revealed 23% of GA match officials surveyed had suffered physical abuse. 94% had experienced verbal abuse. A total of 438 match officials were surveyed with an even geographical spread of respondents from across all four provinces. Just under 10% said verbal abuse was a factor in all games they officiated in. Over 30% said it was an occurrence in every second game. Almost half said such abuse made them consider quitting. They said it had impacted on their mental health and well-being. They cited managers and coaches as the main culprits, 85% laying the blame at their door. Also in Michael Foley's column in the Sunday Times, last year the intercounty referee James Owens reckoned the number of referees in Wexford alone had dropped from 80 to 50 in three years, nearly 40%. This is like, this is a crisis. Yeah. And it has taken this incident to highlight that as a crisis. Absolutely. And like you say, just on that last stat, the... The one here as well about a report from the Oireachtas Committee in Sport in June showed that 66% of newly trained FAI referees had quit within two years, abuse being the main cause. These are unbelievable. Now, they're not sustainable figures. They're just not. So give respect, get respect. That's not doing enough, is it? No, it's not. Not no, enough, no. No, need more than that. The PR campaigns. But look, that is part of the education. I mean, we can be... We can be but uh, is it wider? Is, is there, like, when you're looking at Armagh Tyrone earlier this year, and Armagh Galway, and I, I want to take the eye gouge thing out of that yeah. and everything else. But even, like, forget about the eye gouge, but just the whole melee, the shamozzle, this kind of, ah, sure, it's grand. It's baked, you mm. know, it's, it's fine. Is that contributing to this culture as well? Yeah, it yeah. is. And, and, and lack of sanctions contributes too. I, again, I, I want to be fair in this, like, you know, most clubs up and down the country 
set out their stall early to have ultimate respect for each other, ultimate respect for coaches, mentors, and ultimate respect for referees. There, there, there is a lot of clubs that, that set out their stall and you sit down with, with groups of mentors and they're starting out their journey at eight and nine uh, and, and ten. Um, and I, I, I do think there is that. But there, there's just this minority and there is this ethos and there is this culture um, and we don't want to take the physicality out of the game. Yes, there's greyness in some of the interpretation of the rules, but we can't have a shrug your shoulder thing when a, a guy allegedly or not walks onto a pitch 30 seconds into a second half match mm allegedly headbutts a referee and walks straight off with young lads with young lads and, and, and then they're then they're crying but that, that's it's bananas like it's actually like it's disgusting and there's all these whatsapps doing around and you're all probably getting the same things and the videos and but some of the commentary around it from people who are allegedly there or saw it and about people involved like you know there are guys and particularly men who who have kind of built this hard man reputation about you know been the head case around the place and you know like but that's this whoever did that should go to jail to be quite frank that's an assault um, and whoever did that should be sanctioned forget about a lifetime ban well, we, we, we don't know exactly what happened no we don't no, we so, don't and I want to be careful yeah, on that yeah, because, yeah, yeah, because I, the video cuts out at a certain point yeah we point. don't know exactly what but happened if somebody if, if somebody if somebody if somebody went on and, and if someone assaulted a referee yeah, like it could have been a push and he could have fallen and absolutely been, you know, so. but if, if if that happened it's it's a matter for I suppose what we're saying is maybe Mick that if it happened on the street and if there was assault on the street yeah. that would be handled in a in a way that everybody would expect it to be handled and that's just the same yeah